morning everyone good morning good of course good morning to those that can make it to the studio and make it on time good morning to you all of course greetings to the team to the two teams manchester um birmingham i greet you all i've kind of got a way to go with you this morning so that everyone understands the kind of season that we're in and the kind of response required um, I don't really want to play about this morning um, my ask and I'll only do this once after that I couldn't care less my ask is do not allow anything to disturb you don't allow anything to distract you I've warned people about phones it doesn't work results will speak Remember that I've always said this. Allow me to do the disclaimer so I don't have to be interrupted at the point of the word. Remember that I've told you constantly. So I'm speaking to those who are in the house because it's easy to measure, to pay attention and to pick on people here in the studio because I can see them. But if you're in your own house, you can be tempted to carry out other duties as the word is going on. I want to remind you that if you are to prosper, and I'm going to get into that at some point today, just touch on it. My focus is more something else, but I'll get to that in a moment. If you are going to prosper, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to see it, you as believers cannot prosper outside of the world, outside of the word, sorry. <clears throat> Pardon my voice today. You cannot prosper outside of the word. In fact, should you want to try, I beg you, try. I just hope that you'll be able to recover yourself on time. You cannot. Scripture says, and we won't, go to, we won't turn to that scripture, but scripture says things like meditation, and this is me paraphrasing. This is me paraphrasing. It says that it, um, the person that meditates on the word day and night, whatever they do will prosper who meditates on the word day and night. So for you, it's not just hearing the word. It's the ability to keep your mind focused on it. Do you know what meditation is? You here are going to preach with me as I always say to you. Do you know what meditation is? The ability to focus, to put your mind on something. Christ or Paul said or whoever said it, said that we should fix our minds on Christ thinks our minds on things above so I appreciate that you're here either in the studio in all your various houses listening to me but I'm just here to tell you so that I'm not to blame because leadership must make it aware you only have the way to prosper through the word God I showed you I think two weeks ago or whenever or coming up to two weeks when I spoke to you about the house of prosperity it's full it's through full obedience that you prosper and it was in that word I started to tell you that there are supernatural forces that works for or against you for if you obey against if you disobey so can I just make that disclaimer because I've always said to you and I must say this to you because what I want to speak to you um, my address today and the reason why I'm coming in this manner is because my address is to the few leaders among you. There could be many people titled or given the name leaders but there are few that respond to the title or the call of leadership because it's a weighty one. It's a very demanding one it's one of huge responsibility so i want to speak to the leaders among you 
and it will only be you to it will only be you to put or or put yourself at a disadvantage saying that you're not a leader anyone that believes that they're a leader they're a leader anyone that responds to this word so please can i just say this as a disclaimer to help me to flow and to help you to prosper that there's no distraction needed here none don't tell me you're messaging or you're sorting out something you're not i'm telling you i've said this to you before you're body will give you up you will hold you will give account for the life you've lived i've done my disclaimer you've heard me right all right first of all let me start off on a good note i just want to say first of all congratulations to the manchester and the birmingham team for the wonderful works you did over the weekend and not only over the weekend um, the mobilization your response um, your passion throughout the week I think it was greatly rewarded and I think you were able to you were exposed to what God actually wants to begin to do through you I think you discovered the potential in you and all I can say to you and I'm coming to give you word but all I can say to you is to keep pushing I said to your leaders the other day that if we celebrate achievements for too long, complacency sets in. It's just the way we are. When you feel that you've achieved something, when you feel that you've reached a height, what happens is that we tend to allow complacency set in. But also, the Bible also says that we should fix our minds on good things. So it's, it's good for us and it's good for us to praise the workings of Christ in and through us. Across the two cities, we had hundreds of people gather and engage um, with the movement. And again, this was with very little preparation. So, and I said to the leaders, this wasn't an open broadcast, I believe, but I said to the leaders when we were praying on the Monday leading, so last week, Monday, I think it was in the evening, we had a meeting, right? And I said to them that as you go into these cities, other nations will open up to you. So it's important that we come back to the family and we begin to speak of the good works that happened. Why? Not because we're excited, but because there's a pattern found in scripture. Following the sending out of the 72, they came back and they began to say things like, even demons obeyed, um, obeyed our voice. We were able to heal the sick and Christ also bore witness to the achievements saying that I saw Satan fall like lightning so it's a practice from scripture to come back together and to speak about the good works why because it inspires it makes us shine light more on what God is trying to do in and through us things like as you stepped into Manchester then France opened up to you We've been speaking about France, but now more than ever, we're seeing that France actually is calling out for the wealth family, for the movement, for the, for the family, the nation family. When you go to Birmingham on one account, you're having hundreds of people there. People wanting to enter the different things. You connected well. And again, I have no faults, no bad words to both families and both teams. In fact, I would say that you exceeded expectations. So it's one to celebrate.
But again, my duty this afternoon or this morning is to give you words so you can be further strengthened. So that you can become a formidable force. Not only what, was, what happened in Manchester and Birmingham on Saturday, but yesterday across the Wealth family and the Life family. We saw souls. Both of the engagements were powerful. I think Pastor Barbara, Pastor Ozzy, um, I call Immuet a pastor. And they came and they were just speaking about the exploits of Life family. Exciting things. And we saw the videos. How many people had gathered around the pastor entity and the life family. And why is this important to speak about? Because it shows growth. Well, like I said to you last week, when you see crowds coming to you, there's a there's an ask for leadership. Do you remember? There's a call for leadership. There's a call to create prosperity hubs. With the wealth family, I think we saw 19 people or so join the family of course you know you may not celebrate as much as that but you see every time I think of people actually joining a move we saw people who immediately we could tell okay this person will go far why they just set in with the family so easily that's been the trait of anyone that's become anything in this family but when I'm looking at people like that whether it's one or 19 or 100 I just remembered that me making a move at 17 has created this family. So what can happen out of one person is one that is immeasurable. You cannot think or imagine. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Remember that also scripture says that when I called him, he was only but one man. But when I blessed him, he became many. So I want to again congratulate the whole family who participated, who contributed to any soul that decided to join the family yesterday. And over this weekend, and I know there's many more, but again, I've got a word for us as a family. And I want you to, to really hear me to this, this morning. I really want you to hear me and give attention why I need your undivided attentions because I've got a lot to say and I'll try to say it quickly but I'll also try not to rush it I've got a lot to say so that you can understand the demand that's on you again I said to you last week so this is a continuation of last week that if there's going to be crowds there's a demand placed on you so let's look into scripture on the demand that's placed on us first of all I want us to go to Zechariah. I've got Nadley, Minister Nadley, praying, um, reading the Bible for us this morning. So I'll be a bit patient with you, but not too patient. So you have to match up. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. I've been reading this to, I think I brought this scripture up to Pastor Enrique the other day. And I also brought this up to your leaders. In case there's still the religious voice in you, which is in many of us actually, that disdains the talk or, or, or belittles the talk on prosperity. I think I served my purpose telling you last week that God strategically plans if he's going to reconcile a generation back to himself, he has a plan to it. 
Leadership thinks through things. Leadership plans, they strategize. And so we saw not on just one account, but everything should be established by two or three witnesses. We saw in scripture that Christ or that God kept up. Do you remember that I said that he's constant? Do you remember that I said that he doesn't change? Do you remember that I wasn't talking about his bodily structure? If that changes, that changes, of course. What I was telling you that doesn't change, in fact, is the plan, what he proposed to do. And we saw through scripture that God, Christ, actually understood that prosperity or the creation of prosperity is what pushes out is what allows there to be the reconciliation of a people do you know that some people just seeing the house yesterday was enough for them to want to join the family we saw in jeremiah 29 if you remember he said that i have plans for you i have plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you hope and the future do you remember that we said that because of prosperity because of the grounds of prosperity that has been created people can dream again people can hope again and then he goes on to say maybe the next verse just put it on the screen for me so i can see then he goes on to say it's only after this he says then and only then you will call on me so we as christians i don't understand why we feel like we're going to speak for god I said to you a few weeks ago that what I'm trying to make sure I put in place properly in my life first is first servanthood into sonship. We want entitlement before we've proved anything. I want to be firm. I want to be sure as a servant. And if I am a servant, I have to understand that I've been sent on a mission. I've been sent on an assignment. That assignment, I will be partnered up in pairs. Who is the pair that I'm partnered up with? Suppliers. This will be something I'll teach you another day. But as far as I am a man sent on mission, I will be paired as Adam was paired with someone that can supply him, that can help him become who he needs to become. In that thought, what I want to say to you is that as far as you keep up the attitude of being a servant, remaining a servant, you will definitely have a supply prosperity will not be scarce in your life if you maintain your position as a servant and what usually makes people derail from the position of servanthood when they feel that they've become something to the day that Moses passed he was still referred to as the servant of the most high as to the day that Joshua was about to take the lead he was still referred to as a servant of something so if you're going to prosper, if you're going to do exploits, not only in London City, in Manchester, in Birmingham, nationwide and internationally, it's going to be because you've maintained your position as a servant. I quickly behold and watch people carefully, how quickly they respond to the work. Yes, yesterday we can enjoy ourselves and we must do, but I understand that I'm a servant of a work. So in an instant, I can be called back in fact my mind has never left it but I understand when work is demanding for me to work understanding that if there's a crowd like I said to you last week if there's 
going to be a crowd if there's going to be a harvest that's plentiful that harvest is calling out for workers Adams are you sure you're with me this morning this is how we prepare ourselves this week as I said because ultimately I'm going to lead us when we get to the point where I feel that we have spoken the word to a certain degree and degree is used intentionally but once we've spoken the word to a certain degree because we're in a season of glory I believe and you evolve in glories you, I mean you've, you evolve in degrees of glory well not today but by the time we get there we're going to pray the the what's the word the staple prayer of the nation strengthen me in my inner man but I need to build a case as to why that prayer holds weight and why we must continually pray that prayer so Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17 again proclaim saying, read it in the new King James thank you again proclaim saying thus says the Lord of hosts my cities shall again spread out through prosperity can you look at that scriptures on the screen so when religion tries to tell you it's going to be how much more you pray how much more you go in the streets and you are evangelizing and these things are proper these things are good we encourage them in fact they are part of our work scripture from the word of the lord himself says that if his cities are going to spread it will spread through prosperity i want you to see the scripture so that you don't think pastor obi all of a sudden has changed into a prosperity preacher no what's happening is that we have entered another level of trust and god is starting to show because you don't reveal plans to just anybody you reveal plans to people you trust these scriptures are ancient scriptures ancient writings and we've read the whole bible but sometimes we read scriptures like this scripture almost as if it's a new scripture it wasn't that it was a new scripture god had to hide it from you because he could not yet trust us at this point god begins to read these scriptures to us or these scriptures comes into our hearing because he now trusts us we're on our way so he says or he brings us in to his plan and this is just another point to affirm God's plan as we have been speaking lately that if his cities shall spread if the city of David if the family shall spread it will spread through prosperity when we've looked at ourselves before when we've done youth revival we saw good work happen we saw people I cannot forget the words of Josh when he saw us in Birmingham. One of the things that caught him, he may say the word now maybe because he feels obligated and it may have sincerely been the word but as funny as it sounds, he saw me in a gold blazer. There was, there was a look. There was a projection of prosperity. You don't see normal Christians you know Christians have been weakened because they have removed the contribution of prosperity to the reconciliation plan they have never had in on the agenda they think that poverty attracts poverty destroys there's no sense of piety or there's no sense of religion that will ever 
um, make poverty acceptable because anyone that embraces poverty truly it just doesn't show God as being anything in your life he does not provide for you you're hungry you're without a house but you're giving your strength to God only to discover in your latter years that this has all been in vain but that's not even our conversation because we are on the side of spectrum or on the side of life where key decisions will determine what will be the people I speak about when I'm referring to these things are people who failed to take up the right decision when it was presented to them. Now we have the opportunity to make or to shape a new world if his cities, note that he said my cities, the Lord's cities, they shall again spread out through prosperity, meaning when they spread before, it was through prosperity. Yeah? And if they will spread again, it will still be through prosperity. So read it once more from verse 17 for me, Natalie. Again, proclaim, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through prosperity. Thank you. Next scripture, because I don't want to dwell on this. We'll preach on this a bit later. But I want us to look at just a few scriptures, then I'll take you to where I'm going today. Um... The next scripture, Psalm 122. Read in the Amplified. Thank you. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem that is built as a city that is firmly joined together. Firmly joined together. Jerusalem that is built as a city that is firmly joined together. Do you consider our early years? Why we have spent time like this? Why we could not give room to division? Because God was building his city. And when he has built his city, he will spread it. Do you know what? Um, my conversation is not city, but in my study, do you know what I found interesting? After God created Adam and Eve, we know the story. Adam fell. Adam, after falling, knew his wife and produced at first two sons, Cain and Abel. Abel goes on, or Cain rather, goes on to kill Abel. And at this point, he's the only son he's cursed and driven from his father's home do you know what the first thing Cain began to do build a city do you know what I've realized is that God has always been concerned about that building a place that will be governed by him but you see when you fall if you fall or when we have fallen we start to build lives that looks like what God wants to do but it's not so scripture had to end with God bringing down a holy city from Jerusalem. But today our conversation is not about cities. However, what I want to show you is that like we read in the last scripture, my city will again spread through prosperity. And now we see that Jerusalem that is built as a city that is firmly joined together. So how do you know we've become a city? Have you seen how tight-knitted we are? You must have leadership and this is something that I always propose to leaders. Please, do not accept from anybody. It doesn't matter if they are Pastor Obi. Do not accept from anybody that...
puts themselves before the family. I don't care who it is. I don't care if I've celebrated you before. If you're somebody that puts yourself above the family in finances, in time, in emotions, then that's where we can have the biggest fight. Because we must be built. Another translation says it's a compact city. Jerusalem, which is built as a, as a city that is compacted together. That's what the Amplified Classic says. But go back to the Amplified. Let's read this together. I want to get to a verse, but I think it's a good chapter to read. So go on. Jerusalem, that is built as a city that is firmly joined together. Yep. To which the 12 tribes go up even the tribes of the Lord as was decreed as an ordinance for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. Verse 5. For there the thrones of judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Another time we'll treat this, but this is government. That's why you see 12. You see the 12 tribes and it says the thrones of judgment, meaning there's more than one. But it says it's the thrones of the house of David. Do you remember the prophecy you received earlier this year? When PT said in the first word conference, anyone that comes through this school will either be married to people on the thrones or they will be on the thrones. It's the trajectory of anyone under this house. This is the reason why God makes us grow in an unconventional way. It's still just spending many time or a lot of time under the word. You see the kind of attitude we have to the word. It's because God is doing a work. Do you know how many years David spent hidden with the word? God was just preparing him for a leadership role, a governing role in the city that God was building. But verse 6, because this is still not where we're going. I want to speak to you about the power of labor. Go on. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May May they prosper who love you holy city yeah may peace be be within your walls and prosperity within your palace amen for the sake of my brothers and my friends look at this for the sake of my brothers and my friends i will now say may peace be within look you. at what verse 9 says this is where i'm going for the sake of the house of the lord our god which is jerusalem i will seek your the city's good look at this it says for the sake of the house of the lord our god which is jerusalem which is the family which is the wealth family the life family for the sake of the house of the lord our god which is this family i will seek your the city's good so what is then the city's good read this same verse in the niv for the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek the city's good. What is the city's good? Read it for me. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Do you see that? So what's the good of a city? Religion? No. That's why PT continually tells us about a Nigeria where there's many religious circles. There can be 10 churches in one house, let alone a street. But that does not amount to the good of God's house. Because the good of any city, 
the good of Nigeria, the good of London City, the good of Europe will be not just prosperity because this is something that I feel I was corrected in my heart, not just prosperity but your prosperity meaning that there's a kind of prosperity last week when i began to tell you about the glory oh no i actually didn't say it to everyone it was we had a worship sorry i'm so sorry that i didn't do it with everyone but we had a worship and it was in the worship that i believe we're entering glory days when you see glory days for you sounds like ah it sounds mystical it sounds like it's bare um, a lot of celebrations and even though it includes that we will tackle what it means when we talk about glory like I've highlighted to you glories evolve in degrees you don't receive the glory of yesterday it's not the ultimate glory that God wants to give you the glory of a pastor Toby in 2017 still shined brightly but cannot compare to the glory we see in him today so God helped the person that, that settles when God still needed them to evolve. I'm going somewhere today. But what I was trying to show with that is I quoted the scripture, John 1. And in John 1 it says, And we beheld his glory, the glory of the one and only Son. Meaning that there's a type of glory that only radiates from the Son. This glory surpasses outshines outweights the glory of a musician outweighs the glory of a Dubai outweighs the glory of an actor there's a kind of glory that everyone will see and wonder that does not radiate from any kind of person it says and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory not a glory his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father this glory only comes from the son so when he when david began to realize what the house of the lord was to become he said for the sake of this house I will seek not just prosperity so I'm not going to be someone that says oh let me go out into the world and bring back to the house per se you know people who says I no I'm not going to be in the word no there's a prosperity that comes from the word that prosperity is marked and you will know that prosperity because that prosperity is marked with what was said of Joseph it's a kind of prosperity when we say God is with you the business that you go on to do, the careers you begin to walk in, is because the kind of prosperity that comes from God that the world will wonder, marvel at, is the one that we can truly say God is with this person. Meaning that our logic cannot make sense of how this person has become to be. Now, is that strange to you? Have we not seen pastors? Have we not heard of churches that has tens, hundreds of thousands of people? But has any of their glory matched what we have seen with Pastor Toby and the family? Even we who are part of the family, we marvel. How does all nations come to this? But this still isn't where I want to go this morning. I want to speak to you. And I don't want to title it because there's quite a few points. But I will speak on a few things and we'll title it together after. 
So I want you to follow me now. As again, I've been thinking, I've observed the fire of the whole house, the fire of the two teams. Let me see if everyone's still on with me. The fire of the two teams. I've seen the fire of the leaders. We have had conversations and I feel that everyone is starting to understand or witness a sense of um, greater responsibility, burden upon your shoulders. Let me say this to you. If you're feeling that burden upon your shoulders, it means that God is trying to give you something. Accept it. Can I repeat that? Because that would sound very simple to you this morning. If you're starting to feel the weight of reaching a generation, if you're starting to feel the weight of supplying God's work, there's a weight, there's a burden, there's a charge that God is trying to give you, accept it. For it will still be better than what the world will try to give you in exchange. When Christ said one day that you should cast your burdens, give me your burdens, and he says, take mine. I want to emphasize on the point that you will not be without burden. You will definitely have a burden. It's just that the burden that God gives is better. It's more profitable. There's true glory and peace, prosperity with the burden he gives you. And the burden that he has given us as the family is to reach. I keep saying to you that our main task is reaching. I want you to understand or I want you to perceive or I want you to think on how easy it is for you to reach people. How easy it is you don't know what you're doing or you don't know where you're going but it's just like you just witness that there's a supernatural activity working on your behalf. Now why am I highlighting this to you? Because God is shedding light or sh yeah, he's shedding light in the area that we will be relevant. And like I said to you last week, it's important that you take hold of the area that God has called you and I into, where we will be relevant. We have had now tens, tens of prisoners wanting to join this family. They have found, finally found hope saying, please, when I'm out, I want to join you. We have had in a moment, please, can you have logically put together that the day you went to Manchester, and let me just use this as an example that you bump into 30 students from France where the teacher is saying please come to France we have 200 people waiting for you can you put that together can you calculate that I'm trying to show you that there's something supernatural now if we put all our time if we put all our heart our resources into this do you know that we will harvest greatly out of it do you know that there's much to discover? There's hidden treasure here. But what must we do? I, as your leader, must charge you in this direction that this is our space. This is the land allotted to us. And if we belittle it, in fact, there's no way it can be belittled unless we belittle it. I don't care if we look like children. We must, we, I just realized it's almost like somehow, someway, we just don't, we can't get away we can't get away from entering a city through the means of students it's like we can't get away from it maybe God is up to something maybe it's upon this that he now says yield 
and the only way it will be small is if we belittle it so charging again all the houses to hear me clearly tonight or this afternoon that God is calling us to reaching out and it's upon that the more I give you tasks or targets the more we charge ourselves to go out and reach people do you know that there will always be supply we'll talk about that another day I don't want to get tempted into this so look at this the scripture I actually want us to read from and I'll try to be quick from here on I want us to look at something Paul said you know I always look at Paul because and I've said this to you for years now he's a great example of outreach great great example that he was resisted by his own I want you to hear me he was resisted by his own because what God called him to do was unique and unless he had a firm conviction he will not achieve what God had called him to do everyone else Peter and Cole remained in Jerusalem but Paul's mission was to deprive himself of even home in order to keep reaching Paul's duty was to deny himself he says that I count all these things as loss in order that I may gain Christ but Christ in this respect was going to be key because it was going to be the tool to raise men I'm going to repeat that so you know that I did not say that accidentally because we refer to Christ as a person and he is but he's also a tool how would a man be raised by the formation of Christ so why are we going to end up at the prayer when Paul began to say that I wish that you be strengthened in your inner man with power by his spirit so that Christ may dwell in your hearts let's look quickly actually at how Paul spoke because you see with Paul he had an insight into something that we don't understand not on one not on two not on at least three occasions Paul referred to Christ dwelling inside somebody Ephesians like I've just quoted then there's Colossians 1 and we won't go there he says that Christ in you hope of glory are you listening to what I'm saying to you he said Christ in you the hope of glory now why am I showing you all of these things the third one is where we're going now Christ or Paul recognizing that if a people be raised it will be based on the formation of Christ in them Galatians chapter 4 is where we're going my key verse Galatians chapter 4 in the New King James read, read from verse 1 first now I say that the heir as long as he is a child does not differ at all from a slave though he is master of all but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father can I just pause here and make you understand something that before your maturing or your maturation process whatever you have is right you cannot key into unless you mature I'm speaking to leaders today 
from myself down to in quote the last person there are things that are titled entitled that grace babatunde grace wealth is entitled to you things that for example the labor of her physical dad in the works of the ministry every time that she has worshiped and even that I don't even want to include that part because I'm going somewhere but let's say the labor of her father then the labor of her real father pastor Toby do you know that the works of Abraham Isaac and Jacob was what gave lands to their generations they had not worked for the lands it was a reward out of what their ancestors had done so like a child here an heir here if they are not mature even what was prepared for them they cannot key into there is a degree of growth that they must reach for certain things to be at their disposal fathers leave wealth for their children and say at the age of 18 they can have access to the account for example that money is there that money is theirs but until they reach a certain height or an age a mature stage they cannot key into it so they are like the servant what is it of the servant that I want, or the slave that I want you to understand at this point the slave or the servant has nothing for them they work and labor but there's no results for them there is nothing for them to inherit but let's keep reading i want you to keep that in mind as we get to our key verses this afternoon go on even so we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world but when the fullness of the time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law uh -huh. to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and because you are sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying, crying out what? Abba father okay therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of God through Christ but then indeed when you did not know God, you served those which by, by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Brethren, Where am I going today? labor and the power to labor I hope I'm speaking to leaders who still or have it in them they still have the power to labor for a city who are still able to labor for a generation who are able to labor for people that's key timely in many ways but let me not say too much i am afraid for you lest i have labored for you in vain verse 12 brethren i urge you to become like me for i became like you mm -hmm. you have not injured me have not injured me at all 
you know that because of physical infirmity I preached the gospel to you at first pause there just so that I don't um, make you miss this I think you should underline verse 12 I think you should underline verse 12 so that at the end of today's discussion you can understand where we need to where we need to fix our minds in this season when we talk about glory go back to jump to verse 14 and my trial which was in my flesh you did not despise or reject but you received me as an angel of God even as Christ Jesus what then was the blessed you enjoyed the blessing you enjoyed for I bear you witness that if possible you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth they zealously court you but for no good yes they want to exclude exclude you that you may be zealous for them but it is good to be zealous in a good thing always and not only when I am present with you my little children slow down verse 19 is where we're going look at Paul now Paul looks at the people and he says my little children this is where I'm going my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you how does somebody grow Christ but how does that process happen you labor am I speaking to people who are ready to labor for a generation because it's not going to be easy when you go to Manchester when you go to Birmingham and you see hundreds of people drawn to you do you remember that I showed you in scripture so that you're not excited alone I showed you in scripture that none can come to you unless the father who sent you draws them every single person that came your way is potential children okay I've gone ahead of myself my little children what does that mean you know there's a destiny for every little child how old are you today Remy's 23 yeah we all believe that she's been free before yeah she's been five before do you know that parents when they had their child when our parents had us do you know what the key thing they looked at well I hope they did was the potential of that child when I look at an Araya for example see how conniving yet bold she is what I'm seeing as a father is her potential oh my days are you here with me what Paul saw over a people was just not another city with people he saw potential what gave him the grounds to labor what gave him the grounds to labor over a generation just potential I'm giving instructions to leaders what will give us the grounds to labor for a generation is nothing more Paul was such a prolific soul winner 
PT was talking about makers, talking about leadership who constructs and creates. How did he create a nation like this? When he saw me in 2015, what he saw was potential. As down and out as I may have been to what he had become, all that was needed to activate him to labor do you know what labor in this case means i'm not talking about working hard working free jobs i'm actually talking about becoming that's why i said underline verse 12. why do i call it becoming labor in this sense is the process of childbirth and you see in every process of childbirth do you know that it's not you just bringing forth a child alone it's actually a moment because we're not in labor for tw nine months are you hearing me we're, we're in labor for a moment it's like a window of opportunity you labor for just a moment you cannot labor for months you will die after carrying something for time the window of opportunity comes not only for you to give birth but to become what would a woman become if she successfully gives birth a mother what would you become if you successfully give birth a father every generation is birthed is built by a father or a mother by leaders parent leadership so Paul assumed the responsibility over the Galatians he understood that God had given them or given these people to him and upon that what did he say he recognized them as not adults as little children as people with potential they had received Christ a certain level of glory but there was still a potential glory every time I look at Josh I recognize he's at a level a certain degree and he can be panicking he can be stressing but as a father figure what must I do labor why do I labor what's my grounds for laboring over the life of Josh or over the life of PC or over the life of Natalie or whoever it's because I can see potential my grounds for laboring is just potential I, 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 when I saw that scripture it wowed me he did not look for anything more than just potential the possibility of what this child may become the potential of what a poor a pastor poor may become what must I do labor but what is labor become because if he will rise so when I say to some of you, like I've been saying since last year, if you can keep up, what I recognize is that what will form Christ in you is my constant becoming. You will just see that Pastor Obi has become something. It's my labor for you to become. My little children for whom I labor in birth again. So why is he emphasizing again? The question still lies. And I remember this being said, can you, I, I remember this being said, can you give birth to Christ again and again? Can you give birth to someone again and again? So this is talking about degrees of him. 
able to help me actually Ephesians chapter 4 and then we'll come back to verse 19 read from verse 11 why he gave the fivefold ministry Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 so Christ himself gave the apostles once you're ready you can read the prophets the evangelists the pastors and the teachers what for verse 12 to, to equip, go on. To equip his people for works of service. To equip his people for works. The works comes again. For the word works comes again. For works of service. You see why I'm emphasizing on being a servant. When you start making money quickly, the, the flesh in you will say, this is a reward for my hard work so I should look after me. No, the only reason why you are here God raised you to partner up with mission. When you embrace that and you yield to that, you will flourish, you will blossom, you will increase and multiply to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. People still needed to be built up. So when God was the maker of Adam, Adam now became the maker of the rest of man. You don't understand that. So Adam did not have a mother to make him. The word made him. But the word made him and put word in him. So he became God here on earth. And his duty was to now make man. When you look at Pastor Toby, why can I speak? Why can all of us speak with such boldness and courage? We were made and will continually be made the word makes us that's why I keep emphasizing you can't be distracted at this point because you're denying yourself of your making so that the body of Christ may be built up verse 13 until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ so there's a whole measure of fullness but there's the constant speaking there's the constant educating there's a constant there's the constant opening of people's eyes until they attain there's an until moment they keep pouring in until they attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ now go back to first where were we? Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children, from whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Do you see that? So he keeps laboring until. He keeps growing. He keeps becoming. She keeps becoming until Christ is formed. Now, why are we ultimately going to go to the prayer of Ephesians? sorry if this sounds inconsiderate but you do know if you have been pregnant for time you do know the moment is at the point of labor if you are weak at the point of labor it doesn't matter that you carried this promise if you're weak at the point of labor you can die or the child do you understand this it's tough to say that but I want you to hear me 
if strength is not found at your moment of opportunity whatever you had carried whatever was a prospect for you whatever you could have become the words we said over your life that this person should have become a multi-billionaire this person should have become this or that if you don't have strength or power where it matters you can abort the whole thing so why am I saying that we need to pray for power to labor you have seen people the sign I'm coming somewhere the sign that God is about to give you children oh, are you hearing me I, remember I said that I'm speaking to leaders so I'm addressing the pause amongst us the apostles them who God is sending out I'm addressing you if you don't have power at the point of labor it can be costly to both you and what you're giving birth to at this point how will God's city spread and thrive by prosperity if you don't have power to create prosperity hubs businesses communities where people can live in then whatever prospect that surrounded you or was spoken of you can go to waste power is needed more than ever at this moment power is needed more than ever at this time and this is why God charges us to call for the strengthening of our inner man with power what does the spirit come to do to grant you power if not all that Christ did for three years and a half would have been in vain if the apostles did not receive power they would not have drawn in the children the harvest that belonged to Christ my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you so I heard the leaders and you made a comment Paul you made a comment that what we realized when we went to the city is the need for leaders to set the pace rightly so if you don't have power to push now if we're still settled if we're going in with the power before the power we had before labor if you don't have a supernatural i think just using physical examples i think the strength women have to push out a child is supernatural you see the little things that they complain hurts them but at the point of childbearing there's a strength that comes from where within there's a strength that comes from a place that a man looks and just thinks how you do think you're able to do things that we didn't know was normal yet this person was once a child now how do you give life to a generation i need a pastor basola to be able to exert strength power where and when it matters now that you have seen people coming to you now is the time you need power to push that's what i'm saying you need power to push against boundaries you need power to push in the area of finances in fact you need power to continue in something even when it looks like it's not working 
you know sometimes you're pushing in the area of finances you're trying to create a business you're trying to create a structure you have been given a target you're trying to push and it just seems that nothing's responding if you do not have a super a supernatural inner strength an inner power to push you will give up but you need power to continue in a thing even when it looks like it's not working that's power Paul said to us my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you that's actually what I want to say to you until in fact let's look at another time when he refers what made him labor first John chapter 4 verse 4 he started to say things that greater is he that is in you still in the new King James greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world let's see it John first John chapter 4 verse 4 you are of God little children you are of God who the people with potential they are still of God but they do not know what they can be I still look at an Abyssola and I know she does not know what she could be but you see let me understand let me tell you something it's fine if she don't understand it's for me to labor it labor her into it I'm not too sure the responsibility or the conscious contribution of a child that's being birthed at that point if Manchester will be birthed if Birmingham will be birthed if France if Belgium will be birthed or all the nations it hangs now upon you do you have the power to push them through you are of God little children people of potential people who are not mature in the things of Christ yet met many brothers and sisters yesterday people with potential and I know they do not know it but it's going to be us pushing pushing to create certain things pushing to create tents that can accommodate if we can push then they will grow you are of God little children people of potential go on and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the what world. What was Paul and what was John here speaking about to the little children? Their potential. Greater is he who still resides in you that has not yet surfaced. Greater is the version of grace still hidden in her. Greater is the version of Pastor Obi still hidden in him. What does he need? Fathers. Leaders who can labor on their behalf who are endowed with power and can keep pushing because everything in this world will try to stop you pushing if you go back into the cities with the same energy you have it can be found costly and detrimental not only to the people but to you do you know that the prosperity of poor was in the children he can give birth to how do I know that pastor Toby boasts that nobody outside this house has empowered him it was the children that he labored for that had their potential God gathered us as what suppliers to the man of the mission why is this then the case or this is then the case why we cannot stop with our giving please we should have grown past the stage that we need to be mobilized we should have grown past that we should understand that look right now you're being tasked to do more than you feel that you can 
it's good. You're being birthed. And how are you being birthed? Leadership is becoming. This is not confusing for you, right? We are becoming. He speaks to our inner potential. Saying that we should push. Saying that if we're going to push into childbirth, if we're going to succeed in that process, power is needed. And that's why I want us to pray the prayer that we are strengthened in our inner man with power. Because power is what will remind you when you're tested or tempted in the area of sin which you will be. Power is what's going to enable you to say no. Knowing that your strength cannot be given to anything else because you are actually putting together your power to push. And you know that what sin comes to do is to deplete you of the power knowing that you have to push. Sin understands that promises are fine. That's why sin doesn't stop you having receiving prophecies. Sin doesn't stop you dreaming. Sin doesn't stop you receiving calls, names, um, agendas or missions. Because everyone is fine. Grow in your pregnancy. Let us even start to see more and more how you're getting to it. But you see at the point of delivery is where everything matters. And power is needed there. So I want us to look at this scripture, Isaiah 54. We have read this scripture on numerous occasions. But I feel like it's timely. You know, in the NIV... I think the subtitle is something like the future glory of Zion. The glory that will be found in the ability to accommodate. Look how it starts off. Sing. Go on. Sing, barren woman, you who have never bore a child. Burst into song. Shout for joy. You who were never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Look, you have never been in labor before. You have never experienced it before. But your process is coming. The process of childbirth is near. So look at the instructions, because we've read this many times, but let's, let's appreciate the instructions of the Lord, because if we abide by it, we'll prosper. Instructions are your life instructions are your power source the bible says in the book of proverbs i've read it read this to you whoever takes heed to instructions we have previously just read this as a scripture but if we take heed to it as an instruction the bible says whoever takes heed to instruction will what prosper you'll become a city that can spread again Verse 2, go on. Let's look at the instructions. I'm trying to get on my Bible here. Go on. Enlarge the place of your tent. What was the first thing he says? I want you to note this down. Think about it. The first thing he says to the barren woman that's about to have more children than the one that has a husband. That the, the, what's the first instruction that he's going to say to the woman that has never experienced labor before? He says, enlarge the place of your tent. What does that mean to us? Think big. Let's not be small-minded. Think big. I want you to write these things down now. 
I wrote in my notes, so forgive me if I look to my notes, but I want to make sure that all the leaders I'm speaking to have points to meditate on. Think big. In your finances, think big. In what you believe that God has called you to do, think big. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Make more room in your mind on how you are. And of course, when it says enlarge, sorry, the place of your tent, increase the accommodation. Increase your heart to accommodate all kinds of people. You're not looking for the best of people because at this point, the prophet was speaking about a remnant of people. A people that had previously been despised. You know, a woman that cannot give birth is usually despised by culture. And he's speaking to that type of breed. You know, the person that carries the blessing, there's usually a point of delay upon them. Why? Because God is still making them. I hope you're hearing because what I'm saying to you is prophetic. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. He says, be ready to accommodate. You don't make that room after you see the people. What Birmingham must be, what Birmingham must begin to do is enlarge everything about them. Enlarge the space of a law house, a law community. Enlarge the space of an MTZ entertainment. Enlarge the space. Start to think bigger about your businesses. Now, what will stop you thinking bigger about your businesses? You have previously been mocked for your inability to produce so you became small-minded you were afraid to think i should be a 100k business or i should be a 100k person because before you have tried and tried and tried how do you know someone that is barren they have tried and cannot produce you have tried with certain businesses and it seems like it's not producing he says, now enlarge. Don't allow the shame of your youth, we'll get there in a moment, to make you think small. The world is just trying to make you think small. The word of the Lord to the wealth family, to the life family is think big. You're telling me of some of the things that people were projecting. Saying, oh, he helped um, prepare, I can't remember, but helped prepare one of these artists. Think big. Talk about each other big. Don't allow anybody around you to talk of you small if anyone accidentally talks to you about talks to you as a small person rebuke it that's not the instruction of today enlarge the place of your tent go on stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back stretch your tent curtains wide you know we're talking about tents here you know have you ever been in a tent before many of you know innit How do I say this? You know, tents is it's basically like the door to the tent, the curtains. It says, open, stretch them wide, create accommodation, be welcoming, be open-armed. I wrote here, you know, strength, strength stretching, sorry, involves getting past our current limits. So actually, when I wrote that down, I was thinking about one of your brothers tasked with a target. And I realized this target, this task is stretching him. But what is stretching? Go past your current limits. Again, there are many reasons to, like a rubber band, go back to size, but keep stretching. Because it has the potential 
stretch past push past your current limits so don't be afraid when we say this week we have x amount to raise live every moment following after hearing the word as someone that is stretching your capacity i don't care if you've borrowed money before the instruction says go and pull in investments do more than you've done before trust god on the words you will speak and how would somebody how would someone with doubt like pastor basola taught us how would someone of doubt bow to you if you have read it to yourself so much that you are convicted with what you're saying you're sure about making money for somebody you're sure about providing prosperity for people stretching pushing past your past your current limitations you know there's sometimes you have been afraid to speak before you've been afraid to stand up and i think this was another good advice given by leadership your leadership that when you're going to these other cities they don't know you so you have the opportunity to project yourself as bigger stretch are you hearing me stretch past do more i don't know what your given level is at right now but i'm saying push past your current limits am i saying that they are not limits they are we appreciate that there are limits but a word has commissioned us to stretch past it look at what he says do not hold back do he says do not hold back what will cause you to hold back honestly speaking what causes us to hold back fear do not embrace fear fear will always be there but you have the decision to choose courage instead of fear do not hold back what will stop me speaking a certain way certain way fear what will stop me giving to a certain degree the fear of something going wrong one of your brothers who i would never expect this is where i understood if there is mission god will send supplier and you see the means of supply may be strange to even the man on the mission so there can be people and that's not faulting them but I, there can be people that in my mind I'm thinking if something if we need finances will come from there but there will be somebody else who receives the same signal that the man on the mission received oh I really want us to get there though the mission so the the same way you've seen how a pastor um a pastor Obi behaves when the word comes it's a signal that's been put in my heart when I'm speaking that same signal that called me to come and preach that same signal called the supplier so someone behind my back in ways that I will not know in ways that may not always be acceptable we'll just say that sir I'm trying to sell x amount of couple thousands and you're looking at the person they don't have the ability but now i appreciate and i was saying i get why i wasn't angry before he can say oh it was meant to be foreseen why couldn't i be angry god was stretching him let me leave that do not hold back because fear is what will stop us being great fear is what comes as a huge opponent against those who have potential he says don't hold back for anything are you listening to me well family what does he say go on lengthen your cords 
strengthen your stakes. It says lengthen your cords. So go beyond in input and output in efforts. Are you hearing me? Go beyond. Put more effort in. Are you guys listening to me? Put more effort in. Go beyond. Actually, go an extra mile. You know, there's, there's a distance that culture and even your mind may set out for yourself. But the word here is go the extra mile. Put more effort in. Put more into your output. Then he says, strengthen your stakes. You know, I had to go back and research about tents to be sure on what this meant. I went Duke of Edinburgh, so I understand the system of, or I understand what tents are because we had to set it up ourselves. Ste- um, stakes are pegs. You know, the iron, who went Duke of Edinburgh? Do you remember that there's iron you beat into the ground to hold the ropes that holds the tent up? So even as we begin to accommodate or we create more rooms for people as the previous baron, the pegs must be strengthened. Do you know who the pegs are? The foundation that keeps the tent. So strengthen the new gens. Strengthen the givers. Strengthen the leaders. We must be told, this is why we're going to that prayer. We're leading there. I'm going to pray with you just for a few minutes. Strengthen these places because that's what's going to hold the whole building. Hold the whole space that accommodates people. Carry on reading verse 3. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. The spread has come again. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Yeah. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities go on do not be afraid do you see this he's speaking to us again do not be afraid yeah you will not be put to shame i want you to think about that scripture do you remember that i told you a few months back about joshua that the only word that god needed to activate joshua was um be bold and courageous three times actually on the third time the people had to say to joshua you will lead us only be bold and courageous but do you remember why i said that joshua had to be bold and courageous concerning it wasn't actually listen to me it wasn't actually the fight he will fight because we already knew him as a fighter courage was or the boldness he needed was to be able to respond to what god was telling him to do in his heart There are some of you that God is calling you to a new level of finances. There are some of you that as we've set up the two witnesses, Birmingham and Manchester. There are some of you that I was speaking to one of your sisters. I won't go into what she was saying, but you understand that this setup gives you opportunity to rise above places of being hidden before. You have the opportunity to show yourself as a mobilizer, as a leader, as a co-laborer. You have the opportunity. There are things God is saying to your heart, but you know, you think if you do it, you'll be put to shame. You already think it won't work. You know, that's the reason why he says you will not be put to shame. The reason why you're afraid is because what you believe as a leader, you should do. Something tells you it just won't work. 
you're afraid of shame he says do not be afraid because what enters your heart I remember years ago I'm trying to remember what it was that I asked um, PT I'm trying to remember I, I, maybe it was the name or something I, tried, I asked PT something and he said to me in response do, as, do whatever comes to your heart and he, for years he's been telling us that how he got here is that he just did what came to his heart when people were saying if you preach for long or if you preach as hard as you will you will not raise or you will not have a good church or a big church if when things came to his heart he was afraid that he would be put to shame he wouldn't have done it do not be afraid you will not be put to shame I'm speaking to leaders remember who I said who I'm speaking to leaders what does he go on to say as well do not fear disgrace you will not be humiliated yeah you will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood do you see that so when it looked like you could not produce before the word came now saying that you will produce more than you could have ever imagined it says you will not be humiliated you will not you will forget the shame of your youth of your immaturity and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood go on i for, want us to pray go on for your maker is your husband uh -huh. the lord almighty is his name the holy one of israel is your redeemer he is called the god of all the earth go on keep reading the lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit a wife who married young only to be rejected says your God Verse seven. for a brief moment I abandoned you but with deep compassion I will bring you back stop with verse 8 in a surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you says the Lord your Redeemer Ephesians chapter 3 are you ready to pray so what are we praying for what is my charge to you this afternoon we need power to labor and God giving us this word I would have stopped it at first John but God giving us this word as instructions of preparations when PT says to us that we should go and create we should construct we should build it's the time that the instruction has come for it and he says that even when you tried before and it seemed like it didn't work and you were put to shame because you came with this business idea and you came with that hope and you came with that um, dream and it just seemed like it wasn't going to work he said that I was angry with you but only for a moment but I will return to you with compassion what will happen is that your hands will begin to build an accommodation that can bring in Gentiles people who are not like you but people that I have drawn to you are you listening to me wealth and life family people that so I saw I, I, I must admit this I saw a message I mean I saw uh, sorry I had a little group chat for the arrangement of service yesterday and I was like ah, who brought this Viking one he's a handsome white guy though 
But I saw him and I was like, this guy looks like a Viking. I don't know if it's because the day before me and Pastor Ashley went to see um, Four, Love and Thunder. And he just reminds me of the guy that acted Four, just a slimmer version. So I was like, who's this Viking, this God? So I wrote in a small, in, a, in the group chat and everyone was laughing. But today, he sent a message into the chat saying, the Viking. So I was like, did someone tell him that I said this? But if that's what he said, now that's what I'm going to call him. Every time I see him, I'm going to call him four. Let me tell you something. When God says we should accommodate, we can accommodate old and young, small and big. What God needed was a compact city. If he gets a compact, a compact city, it will spread everywhere. So you should expect this next level, you will meet all kinds of people. But how would you be able to accommodate them and raise them? simple you became a city by which God can spread because of prosperity so he says prepare how did the nation get to where we are created platforms for people to prosper we became so knitted so if I say today that this business is going to be our main business we just come together because it's just what leadership said and we come with the attitudes that raised this nation there were certain individuals who just believed that if we're going to prosper, we will make it happen. Did you, saw, did you see Sorry, the resolve of David? He said, for the sake of the house of the Lord, I will seek your prosperity. Meaning that your prosperity won't just necessarily come to me. I will do what I need to do to bring, bring into fruition your prosperity. And what's that thing that we need to do? We keep wording. We word and then we build. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We word and our build. Actually, this scripture has come to mind before we go to Ephesians. The scriptures in Ecclesiastes, I need people to help Natalie. Says something along the lines that sow in the morning, but do not make your hands idle in the evening. For you don't know where something will come from. Something along the lines. I'm not sure if that's, is that Ephesians 11? I mean, Ecclesiastes 11. on verse 6 sow your seed in the morning do you remember what our seed is his word his word is why we give the way we give saw a post the other day billionaires only given about 100k so what does that what is that an indictment on them on that you are the true billionaires because you do more than that sow your seed in the morning so what comes first meaning is the word then at evening during the day what should you do let your hands not be idle yeah for you do not know which will succeed whether this or that or whether both will do equally well simply what i'm saying is that as we hear the word where are we charged what are we charged to do as isaiah 54 showed us start to build create room are you listening to me everyone let me see your comments we're about to pray i'm going to ask you to turn this up for a bit we're going to get into a place and i just want to pray with you for five minutes as we push against barriers for this week every individual every house just thinking let me tell you something i've not said this to you before 
we have been given as monthly giving and I said to you before that monthly giving was school do you remember that I kept saying monthly giving is school but where are we heading towards as our faith is built to reach the target set to us to reach by the end of the month as our faith is built what God is bringing us into or what God is doing now what we're experiencing is not a drought it's weaning He's weaning us of monthly giving and bringing us to the next degree of glory of our finances, which is money made on demand. Money available on demand. Money where we can say, Pastor Toby's got this work, we push him. I was saying to Pastor Rika, I haven't said this to anyone else, I believe according to times and patterns, it's our turn. I won't, I won't say more than that now. I believe it's our turn according to patterns and times. Cash on demand. We have to be there. It's pushing what God needs to do. It's pushing for the man. The man of God should never stop being able to spread because he's a light that should not be hidden. It's the light that should never be withdrawn. Are you hearing me? Ephesians chapter 3. Let's get into that prayer mode. All the houses, I'll ask the leaders to charge their houses. We're going to pray for four min- for about five minutes. I'll put the mic down and I'll pray with those in the studio. But wherever you are, I want you to pray. If you're with, if you're, Even if you're by yourself, I want you to pray. And you know the prayer. Strengthen me in my inner man. So that Christ may dwell in my heart through faith. So that I can constantly be formed. You know, there's a next level of finances. There's a next level of leadership that you know you're meant to attain, but you need a certain degree of formation of Christ in you. And how would that come to be? Power being infused into our inner man. I'm actually saying to God, in order for me to lead now cities nationwide and Europe, I know it's a call for me to labor. It's a call for me to to become something that i've never been before but i've always been destined to be and i know in order to be able to push through i need power now more than ever and i believe that's the case for all of us quickly read from verse 14 for me and then we pray for this reason i kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being that he may strengthen us with power through his spirit in our inner being yeah so that christ may dwell in your heart in your hearts through faith Amen. Uh, wherever you are, I want you to open up your mouths, begin to pray in the Spirit. Do not pray quietly. And when I say quietly, I'm talking about without conviction. You're receiving power. This has been the scripture that we have used to pray for years. So I want all the houses from House of Exchange to the Life HQ to the, uh, to the storehouse, all the houses, the law house, prosperity house, all the houses, the fortress, house of influence wealth castle and any house that i may be forgetting if there's any i want you to pray for five minutes now i'm going to ask for the keys to be raised and i want you to pray focus drop everything and begin to pray strengthen me strengthen this house strengthen this family with power in our inner being so that we can labor for a generation